You're listening to The Blend. Drum and bass interviews for Lowing Theory. With the Reverend Kathy Russell. My next guest hails from Chicago, USA. With releases on Combat Records and more, he is known nationwide for two things, being one of the founders of the of MIA and for some of the most memorable drum and bass sets you have ever heard. This is The Blend interview with Alphonse De La Moda. Hi, Alphonse. How you doing? Uh, thanks a lot for joining us here today. Um, thanks well, for having me. Yeah, well, I always like to start out by asking, what is the scene like in Chicago? Well, right now, the scene in Chicago is... It's at a point, it's at a threshold of greatness right now. Yeah. We're, we're at the door, at the, at the doorstep of something good. Um, right now in Chicago, the youth are heavily uh, discovering our sound. And, um, we've had many thoughts behind the idea, like why this is happening nationwide. There's a lot of dubstep kids. Now, uh, the downlink and diesel boy toured that just happened. Usually, Downlink is all dubstep. Okay. On this particular tour, it was all drum and bass. Really? Yeah, I was here at the, at the tour here in Chicago, mm-hmm. and it was cool to see all these younger kids getting it, understanding how the how the how the mixes happen, how the how the you know getting into the vibe, you know. Uh, and it was pretty cool. So in Chicago right now, there's a huge. Um, uprising of, of young kids who are getting into joint bass and uh i'm fully encouraging and getting behind um a lot of the younger promoters uh not really guiding them but just being there you know like supporting them absolutely you know letting them know that there's some ogs that you know because you know how joint bass is there's a lot of uh negative with the with, the, with like the older crowd you know, they only like a specific there, type of drum can bass. There candy, yeah. I have you know? seen and, that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when newer kids come in and they express their love for a different, a newer sound maybe, you know, like the minimal or the foghorn or whatever. And, you know, online immediately you'll get all these guys jumping on these kids. Oh, you don't know what's going on. 1998, neural sound, that's it. That's the best, <laughs> you know. Yes, I've, so, I've definitely seen that in, in online discussions. So what I try to do is I try to be the exact opposite of that. I try to be the encouraging uncle. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy is like, "Yo, yeah, whatever." As long as it's drum and bass, man, I'm 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 all for it. It could be liquid, it could be jump up, it could be neuro, it could be minimal, it could be anything. I'm just fully 100 percent encouraging these guys and these promoters to to carry the torch, pretty much, because it's not just ours. You know, it's it's the world's. I agree. And you know? that was one reason why I really wanted to have you come on the show is because uh, we've been focusing on like production and, and uh, things like that. But I, I wanted to spotlight the the grassroots movement uh, part of mm-hmm. drum and bass that is so crucial to the scene uh, all over the U.S., all over the world is the some of the unsung heroes now you're more sung (laughs) you're pretty well known in the united states uh at least we are the ones that are out there or and you are one of the people that are out there that are keeping it alive year round and really helping to grow that and i found that uh really interesting now um when did you get your start in drum and bass so i come from the, uh, the back of the yards in chicago an area it's it's heavily infested with you know gangs and drugs and violence and um so 
the racing never really touched my area, right? So basically what happened was one day, uh, we were also graffiti artists. So okay. where we would buy our, our, our spray can, the, the, the caps, was this place called uh, The Yard. <laughs> it was called The Yard, which had been like back of the yard. You know, there's a lot of places that it was called back of the yards or the train yards. So we would go there and buy caps. And it just happened to be that they were selling rave tickets there. Um, so my friend knew the, knew the girl behind the counter. And she's like, here, you know what? Just take one. So he took one, went to his mother's job, made photocopies. Came back to the neighborhood. We were all at just a bunch of young hoodlums hanging out. Yeah. Who wants to go to a rave? We're like, what's a rave, man? Like, I don't know. It's probably because we used to go to under, we used to go to things that were called uh, loft parties and undergrounds. Okay. Uh, which, which here in Chicago, like it was a big, it was a big scene, you know, like um, I seen DJ Sneak, Derek Carter, guys like that before they were DJ Sneak or Derek Carter. They were DJing just young dudes in in these loft parties, you know. And uh, around would, what time period was this? 1991. Okay. 1992. Okay. Around that area. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I'm an OG. It's, I've been around for a minute and um, I would see them play there. But anyways, the way, the way I got into it was my homie got a ticket, made photocopies at his, at his mom's work. And we didn't know that the bag had like an ultraviolet mark on it, you know. So we show up to the rave <laughs> and here's our ticket. You know, one is good. He's like, all right, go ahead. Here's mine. This is not a good ticket. There's, there's, and you know, and of course, being the hooligans that we were, we just decided to el escalate and muscle our way. No. You guys robbed us. You you didn't give us the right ticket. They're like, oh, you know what, guys, go in. <laughs> and they let us in, and that's when I discovered I I, I was on uh, LSD that day, and mm -hmm. um, I discovered Jungle that, yeah. that day. I heard Dexterous and Kings of the Jungle, and that was it. And you remember the song, yeah? Do you? Yeah. Well, there was uh, a guy, the guy Dexterous. It was it was the tour name. It was Dexterous and Kings of the Jungle. Uh, it was Dexterous. He was an old school producer from England, and I think he had MC Moose with him and a couple, uh, two other MCs. And that was what really caught my attention was the MCs and the interaction with the crowd. You know, um, it really grabbed my attention and held it for a long time. I stayed in that room. Chicago, uh, at least, used to have a lot of fantastic record stores. Uh, do you oh, remember yeah. some of the record stores that were open during that time? Yeah, the big the big ones were like Gramophone and uh, Hot Jams were the two that definitely um, contributed to the scene. They would we would sell tickets out of there. Um, uh, they were friendly with the record releases. They would support you. You also had DJs that worked there, like Phantom Forty Five worked there, Doctor Groove worked there. Uh -huh. um, I mean, Angel Alanis. I mean, all these big big time dude, you know, DJs that that've been around for a long time worked at these places. Um, Michael Serafani, he actually owns, he was a DJ and he now owns Gramophone. Oh. Because he would go there so much. He worked there so much that the owner sold it to him. And he, he, he's carrying it on right now. And he's a, he's a great DJ. He has a Sunday night at Smart Bar. Um, and you, Derek Carter is a resident there. It's okay. a pretty slamming night. Okay. How, how has the scene uh, changed since COVID, since the pandemic? Has it, did it bounce back pretty quickly? Or is it still kind of building? We we put a lot of stuff in our heads as far as what to expect. You know, everyone's ex thinks it's going to be slow, but in actuality, I've been going out these past couple weeks, and um, I it looks great. That's fantastic. That's looks really good. good to I mean, hear. everyone. It's not like it's 
Yeah, they're they're full parties. They're full. They're they're not empty. There there's a lot of people there. Everyone's having fun and Yeah, it's 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 going. People are into it. Now drum and bass is is big in certain cities here in America, but overall it is still somewhat underground, I mm-hmm. have found. Uh why do you think that is? Well, <clears throat> I think here in America, so if if you remember back I'm not sure how you've been around for a while. Yeah. So here in Chicago, there was a movement, all all the house DJs, there was an anti drum and bass movement, anti jungle. Right. Really? I did not yeah. know about that. Yeah. So it wasn't a movement, but it was just an attitude, right? So like basically one day you'd see DJ sneak DJing and it would assure this as fuck jungle. Because it was like in the realm of hardcore, you know, the, these the, the people who like house music wanted to keep their BPM low and slow, you know. They, yeah. like, there's certain DJs that are like, man, I don't even get into the set until my fourth hour. It's like, man, what are you, what are you playing for the first four hours? No like, kidding. Oh, elevator music or what? Do you like from the first because me, me personally, from the first song I play, you're gonna know I'm on. I'm I'm gonna just it's I. My intro song is just one of the main things that I, like, that's my stuff, man. Like, I love it. You know, that's, so, um. Absolutely. Keep the, keep it pure right from the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Show you what's up. No, no cookie cutting, you know. I, I never liked, uh, oh, I'm going to play for house people. So I think I'm going to start out with some, uh, Red Man remixes and ease them into it. Like, I'm the opposite. I'm like, nah, you know <laughs> what? I'm going to give you that hot sauce right away. You know, I'm, I'm going to give you that right away off the bat. You know, I'm going to let you know what's going on. I'm not going to play something that, oh, something that the house people might know. No, I'm going to show you the hot drum and bass stuff, the way, I, the stuff that I like. Because mm-hmm. I'm that type of DJ. I don't, I don't play, I play what I like. So mm-hmm. any, any song that you hear my mix, you're listening to what I like. Mm-hmm. I dance. I, I'm on the dance floor. I'm not that, I'm not that DJ, that, that guy that's like, going to be backstage and be super cool all night, you know? no. I'm dancing, I'm having fun, you know, it's, I'm, I'm about positive vibes, you know, I want to have, I'm here to have fun. If you can't have fun doing what we do, stop. Yeah. You know, what's the point? If it's so much of a business to you that you can't have fun, you can't smile every once in a while and, and let loose, what are you here for? Yeah. To me, to me, that, that DJ doesn't really represent what we're doing. You know, he, he, maybe they're good, but they're just good as far as a beat port top 10. And picking those songs out, but there's no creativity as far as when they put them together and mix them, you know, or there's no extra, extra love that, that I think drum and bass requires because it's a, it's an interactive music, you know, it's, if you love it, you go crazy. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back and play it again. Now you've been staying pretty busy playing out. Uh, I saw yeah. that you were recently, somewhat recently, were playing out in LA mm-hmm. uh, at Respect. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, how was that? I mean, how? It was awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was, um, a definite honor to, to do that. Cause you know, it's, it's the biggest drum and bass night in the country. Um, for someone like me to, to play that position in it, at that party. Uh, it was a definite honor. I've known Rob for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just through the scene, not really, we don't really hang out or anything like that or talk every day, but we have a mutual respect for each other. And he, he keeps an eye on what I do. And, and I, I do the exact same thing. And, you know, I made, I guess he saw that I'm, I'm working hard and, um, you know, gave me the opportunity to, to do that. And I, I really appreciate it because it definitely, 
um, recharge my jungle batteries, as you say. You know, like yes. when you're when you're feeling low, especially joining bases. We don't play every weekend, you right? Know? Like we we don't. So some of us getting that and that was it like a lull, like a like a low. I haven't played for two three weeks. Like, uh, do I even want to play drum and bass? Should I start playing something? I want to <laughs> play. You know, like what should I do? What should I do? You know, and um. For me, like that whole little tour that I did really recharged, you know, I saw how receptive all the promoters were, you know, I was like, oh man, I'm getting support. Okay, something's, there's a shift going on, there's something different going on in the universe where it's allowing, and what I really think it is, is that mm-hmm. the lack of UK tours, we have a lack yeah. of UK tours right now. So what's going on is that the American um, promoters are utilizing American talent now. Yeah. So. It's really important for everybody out who's listening. If you're if you're a producer, a drum and bass producer, DJ, you need to step it up because right now is when they're going to need you. We're not getting these. UK, we're not getting flooded with UK tours. You need to you need to like make your mark right now and show. If if you've been hiding in your studio in your room making beats and you and you're just like don't get them out, man. Right now, there's no there's no time to wait. This is it. This is it right now. I'm telling you right now. This is it. People, you every year we hear, oh, drum and bass. This is the year. You think so? And, yeah, because I'm seeing the kids into it. I'm seeing the kids into it. You're yeah. seeing the dubstep dudes playing more drum and bass, not just downlink. A whole bunch of dudes are all playing drum and bass. Yeah, you know, it's for a reason. Yeah, I've been noticing that too. That it that it has opened up a little bit, and I have to mm-hmm. check myself in my kind of old schooler status because uh, I, I start to feel a little bit possessive of it. Like, well, what do you mean you're going to mm-hmm. play drum and bass? You can't just go do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's new faces that are reignited with it. And, and I think it's really exciting as well. Yeah. So let's talk about MIA. Does that stand, okay. does M, do the letters stand for something? I know that's a kind of yeah. a one-on-one question. Yeah. So MIA uh, stands for murder in America. Okay, um, and why is basically, that? Basically, so it comes from like killing, killing the dance floor. You know, like every time one of us would get off the off the decks, one of us would, man, you killed it, bro. You killed it. You killed it. You killed it. You know, and and then uh, when we started MIA, like drum and bass was missing in action in two thousand six. Every drum and bass night website blog was changed their name to DMB slash dubstep. dubstep. Yeah. yeah. And I would notice our nights, our drum and bass nights, would start featuring dubstep, right? But at first, the dubstep would be played from, you know, 9 to 11, mm-hmm. opening for drum and bass. Then the shift started happening where promoters got greedy, DJs got greedy. Oh, if I play dubstep, I'm going to have a larger audience. And you saw all those guys like, you know, Infiltrata, Evil Intent. And, you know, these guys, are they're not, now they're huge. Now they're 12 Planet. Now they're Computer Club. Now they're uh, Treasure Fingers. Now they're sure. they're big, huge guys. You know, Knife Party is, is some of the guys from Pendulum. You know, it's like they shifted. They went for the money, basically. Because, you know, <laughs> like, cause, you know they, it's not, not to say they don't love it now, the music. They, I'm sure they love the, their dubstep and all that stuff now. But... You can't just leave drum and bass like that, you know. Drum, it's a drum and bass and jungle is more of a culture. It's I agree. Just a, it's not just a 
put a record on, walk away. You know, it's more of a you put that record on, and what you're doing is you're 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 taking in those vibes that that the originals put into it. You know, like there, there's all that, there's all these different elements. There's the raga, you know. Mm. There's the techno. There's the hardcore. There's all these elements that came together. The amen break. You know, once you figure out where that came from, from the Winstons, and you're like. You start discovering the all these things, like yeah, yeah the history. You know, there's mm-hmm. history to it, and then in drum and bass jungle, we fully like embrace that. You know, like from the MCs chatting, taking the old the styles of the um, of the sound system guys in yes. Jamaica. Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff is relevant. You know, and like it's it's the reason why it's it's so big there, and it's the reason why we here in America love it. Because I had this conversation with Turno when he was in tour here. I was like, you mm-hmm. know. I'm like, the fact that you're here is because of guys like us. I'm like, UK record labels, DJs, you guys invest zero money in in advertising here in America. Every name that knows you is because of, of someone like me. I agree. Someone, someone who goes to work every day, saves their money, throws a party, puts you on a flyer, promotes it to all these people who have no idea who you are. Yep. And then we get a crowd there and then discover you. I said, so every every big DJ from Diesel Boy to LTJ Bookum to all these dudes, the reason they pull a crowd here in America is not because of solely because of them. Yes. It's because of people like us. I agree. Blue collar, blue collar drum and bass fans that were like, you know what? All this house, all this techno, all this everything else, I I want to throw a party for my people, you know, for my junglist people, you know, and and what do you call it? That's what we've done, you know. And, and it's because of you know people like us in America because they don't invest any money. They're, you'll never open a magazine back in the day and see a metalheads ad, you know, or uh, or anything. You'll it just never happened. That's a good point. You know? I, I haven't thought about that. That's a really good point. Would you say that MIA is a collective? Is it a franchise? <laughs> is so, it a uh, democracy? <laughs> it's um. It's a, it's definitely a collective. Okay. But I mainly pull the strings. Okay. Um, but I I allow the members to have an open franchise, so they can they can utilize the name however they please. Uh, I don't. I'm not like other crews where I charge you, you know, to throw a party with my name. I'm about inclusiveness. You know, w- without getting the name out there, the brand out. If I'm going to charge you for that, it's less likely you're going to want to do it. Um, and all the MIA members, I handpicked every single one of them. They all gave me demos. We all had conversations um, about what what they envisioned for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I back checked them with other people in their in their scene. You know, who is this person? Are they a cool? Per- are they cool? Are they? What do they do? You know, like. I could read a bio all day long, but that's not going to tell me what your friend's going to tell me, you know? And, and I fact check everybody and, and, and and everybody who's an MIA is in my opinion, like a real authentic junglist. Like they really love the music. They're not here because there's a lot of members that got kicked out because they, they just joined because they just think they're going to get a gig in Chicago. Ah. I'm gonna join. I'm gonna join and play in Chicago. No, you're not. That's not. That's not why we join. You're supposed to be productive in your city. I because see. if you don't, if you don't run stuff in your own city, you're not gonna get out. Yeah. You know if, 
and that's the that's that's one of the parts that some of these young DJs don't get. Yeah. You know, if you don't run, and not saying like you gotta take take it over, but like you, you gotta be a well known person. You gotta be networked. You yeah. gotta play play the big parties. You gotta or even be considered to play those big parties. And the way you do that is you make quality demos. You know, when you're out, you carry yourself in a professional manner. Yes. You know, you don't, you, you're not, you don't get sloppily drunk and stupid high, like everywhere you, you know, at, at, at the wrong, you can do it. I've done it. But like <laughs> at the right point, you know, be, be, sure. you know, be a professional when you're doing it. Because it is the nightlife. People get, you're you know, saying if you're serious about it, keep him, keep an eye on, on being professional. Yeah. 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 Have fun, but mm-hmm. be a professional. It's really, it's really, it's real simple. In the nightlife, it's not that hard to be a professional and have fun. You know, I agree. It's, it's, it goes hand in hand. You know, and like I said, if you don't run your own city, you're never gonna leave. So that's a big misconception of some people. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess with any of these locals here. I'm just gonna stay in my room and do what I do and not mess with anybody here in my city. Well, no one's gonna hear about you. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, I'm, you, you need you need to mess with people in your city. You need to network. You know, some somehow, some way, and not just online. You need to be physically. That's helpful you advice. Know, available, you know, to build. You know, yeah, build what you've got where you are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How many cities is MIA in now? Um. So right now, MIA is not in as many cities that we as we used to be. At one point, uh, probably. Like Five years ago, we had like up to seventy members. Sure, that was pre-pandemic, of course. Yeah, pre-pandemic. Now, um, I pretty much. So you ever see those Coca-Cola commercials that where they put Coca-Cola in a in a pot and they boil it? No, I, so, I haven't seen that. So any liquid when you boil it, right, it it condenses. Sure. To to its pure form, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where MIA is right now. Um, we're condensed down to our purest members. Um, so we have, you know, Kit Liquid, uh, Mighty Monks. We got Grasshopper out in California. Uh-huh. You know, we got a bunch of other guys in the East Coast, all of us here in Chicago, um, a couple other people all over throughout the Midwest. So right now we're condensed down to our purest form. And everyone who's in MIA is a hard worker. Everyone's has an idea looking forward what they want to do. Like I'm, I'm making music. The diehards. Throw parties. Yeah, the diehards, exactly. We wanna we wanna keep producing events for America. Because that's initially what we did along you know, in two thousand six when we came along, like I was responsible for sparking a lot of scenes that didn't have any parties going on in their in their in their area. I know. Yeah. I would turn out these DJs and these DJs would get like a confidence behind them and start throwing parties. Start investing in their scene and then and develop scenes in their Little, you know, Wichita, Kansas, and, you know, these little places, you know, and, you know, I love that. You know, that's why I'm here. Gives them some backing. Yeah, some solidarity. spark the fans, you know, and what happens is is those kids, those kids see the MIA guys doing it, and then we, like, planting seeds, you know, and these kids, now all of a sudden, some kids that we don't even know. Are starting to throw drum and bass parties, you know. It's pretty cool. Like, I'm I'm older, so when I walk through all these events, there's always like a younger guy that I have no idea who he is. Bro, big up, man! Oh man, you're here. That's so awesome. You're here, and it's like it's it's pretty cool because like, and I, I who are you, man? Oh, oh I'm so and so. 
like, well, how do you know me? He's like, I just known you since I was a kid. Oh wow! What? Like really? Okay, cool. <laughs> like there's an artist, this guy Lucian here in Chicago. He's producing mm-hmm. a lot of really cool art, and like I never met him as a man, but I met him as a as a kid. And I learned that the other day when I, I went to a party uh, two nights ago, and uh, I was like, "Hey man, good to meet you." He's like, "Oh man, I know you. Uh. I know you since I was a kid." And I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Oh, I used to go to all your MIA joint bass raves because I used to throw raves all joint bass, no nothing else, just." And I still do it now, but uh-huh. that's how a lot of these young kids became ravers because they weren't going to regular raves. They didn't like house music or techno. They were hip hop kids, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. So when they, when they see me and my crew, we're, we're a little rougher looking, you know, we're bald heads, tattoos and stuff like that. And these kids see that and they're like, you're, you're like me. You're just like, I'm like you. You're like me. Let me, let me see what you're about, you know? And, they investigate, they see where we're from, and they see the 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 stuff we speak about when we're rhyming, you know, like we're talking about me and Rifle MC, we're part of this group called uh, Murder MCs now. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so what we do is you know, we're from the we're from the we're from the hoods of Chicago. So mm-hmm. that's what we speak about. You know, our our lyrics are that bad boy Shadow Demon Collective type type stuff, if you know who that is from, from England. Okay. Um uh, if you don't SDC, they're like a really rude boy crew out from off from England, and they they MC just how we like it, you know. Nice, it's just like rough, rough and rugged. Yeah. Um, but these kids see that, and they they end up following us, and um, they turn into ravers, you know. And this guy Lucian was one of them. Like he's doing all this art. He's he does pop ups, uh, like he paints while people are DJing and stuff like that, and. It's just cool to see people like like that who are making waves right now in the scene. He's making waves right now. Like he's getting known and good to meet you. I've been knowing you. <laughs> you, you. Like I, I was he was going to my party, he told me he's going to all my joint bass raves, him and all his crew, and I would notice it. I would see I would see like this group of like young black kids, like ten of them. I'm like, man, okay, that's pretty cool. I never seen like a, in Chicago. Usually, it's really diverse, you know. Sure, it's real. The the groups are usually really mixed, but these kids were all from one part of the city, from the south side, from where I'm from, and they were all there hanging out together as a group, and they were raving and they were having fun. They had candy jewelry on and all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, okay, this is this. There's changes, you know. There's 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 changes that are going on, you know. There's these urban Mexican kids too, like the Mexican and the black kids. You really don't see large groups of those at the rave parties, and no, you you generally don't. You know, and and here, especially here in Chicago, um, it's mostly like a big group of suburb kids. You know, but I, I think because of my influence, these kids saw that, like you know, you don't gotta be a suburb kid to go to parties. You know, you can, you don't have to listen to just hip hop. You know, sure. like, like I, I listen. I, I, I be honest, I rarely even listen to hip hop. You know, I listen. I listen to drum and bass. Just about if if I'm listening to music, that's what's on. You know, so. But you know, I come from the neighborhoods of Chicago. I'm just like these kids. I grew up in the in the bad areas, and like you know, like when I discovered raves, just like them, probably they discovered that hey, this doesn't end in a fight every night. Yeah. You know, like we get to like I remember my first, my second rave I went to. I looked at my friend Tetris, and I'm like, it's nine in the morning, bro. We haven't fought. We didn't fight anybody. He's like, hey, you know what? You're right. 
because we were so used to coming up where we were, the parties never just ended where it's like, all right, it goes from nine o'clock to one o'clock and then it's over. Oh, yeah. It went from nine o'clock to whenever the first fight happened. Oh. Because the South Side, you know, it's just a rough area. Um, different crews that don't like each other show up in yeah. the same place and mm-hmm. you know how it goes. It just goes up. People start fighting. So we weren't used to that. We weren't used to like leaving a party with a smile, you know? So, so for us, that was like a really special thing that we, you know, that I saw in these other kids that were coming to our shows. Like, yeah, they come, cause like, where are you from, man? Oh, from the South side. Like, and I would immediately know like, okay, he's escaping. Yeah. They're escaping. They're escaping. They're, they're having, this is an oasis. You know what I'm yeah. training is an, is an oasis for, for, for everyone to come and enjoy, you know, and the fact that those kids discover it and came and are still in it and making waves, like, I'm proud of that, you know, I think that's like, that's kind of like a legacy, you know, like you're, absolutely, you bring them up, you know, bring up the youth to be, to be good. Yeah. yeah tr- you know, I try to be, you know, try to lead by example. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But it's pretty fun. Do you have any shows coming up? Oh, uh, yeah. So I have a... So I'm starting a Thursday night monthly at this club called Primary. Okay. It's a pretty nice club. It's one of the major clubs in Chicago. Um, it's going to be a Thursday night. It's going to be probably the last Thursday. It's going to be called Subfix. Okay. And what I'm doing is what I want What I want to do is I want to bring all the bass scene, which is, you know, dubstep, trap, drum and bass, everybody mm-hmm. under one roof. Let them enjoy each other's music, you know, like, like let's vibe to each other's music. Let's, let's, you know, because there's a lot of, um, there's too much hate between the, the bass theme, you know, the drum bass heads, we're the older ones. We, some of us don't like dubstep, you know, and then some of the dubstep guys don't like trap. Yeah. Some of the trap guys don't like, don't like drum and bass because yeah. of how the attitude that we have, you know? So what I'm doing is I'm getting all these cool DJs together that mm-hmm. play all different sounds. Now, the night will be majority drum and bass. Okay. I was going to say, is drum and bass still going to be a staple? Or yeah, is it going to be still the majority. Like, the headliners okay. that I bring in are going to be drum and bass headliners and stuff like that. You know, and the first one, I'm just headlining the show because it's our first one. We're throwing it. Um, I got MC Question Mark coming in from, from uh, the West Coast. Awesome. You know, he's going to come in. He's going to be emceeing over the drum and bass and the dubstep stuff. So these kids are going to get a taste of, like, that that English accent, you know? And sure. Have you set a date for that yet? Yeah, June thirtieth. Oh, so it's perfect. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of lot of young artists, a lot of young artists from Chicago. No one major that you would know, but it's mixed up. There's uh, like four drum and bass and uh, two dubstep and a trap guy. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty diverse night. And then us, the murder MCs, we're gonna host the whole night as well. So we're gonna be MCing over trap, over dubstep. Oh, really? Just hyping the crowd up. You know, not not really bar, not too many bars unless we. Unless they come to us, because we never really emceed like that. But I'm a hype man. I know how to. I know how to get the crowd hype. I've been doing it for a long time, so it'll be majority. Yo, oh, you know that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, get the get the kids when when the drop's gonna happen. Are you ready? You know all that stuff. Um, but we'll see what happens. It's gonna be a new experience, you know. But it's gonna be. I think it's going to be cool, man. We're going to have a lot of kids that are into all different styles of music. Um, we're going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to encourage them to trade music with each other. Like I'm going to give a USB to a dubstep guy. Okay. You know, gonna, like here, man, there's a whole USB that with like infinite amount of tunes, you know? 
check it out. You know, let, let me know what you like. Because, you know, I, I don't play when, – when I play drum and bass, I go from crazy – something crazy in the beginning to at the end I'll have – I'll be super into some vocal liquid tune, you know. And, and usually the crowd won't even notice because I just kind of – I take my experience from the Chicago house DJs you know, yeah. because they, they go from banging house to acid to jazz to disco all flawlessly, you know? And, yeah. And I studied that as a kid, you know, I, 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 I would train spots, but they listen, mm-hmm. like, well, what's the, what are you doing? What's, how are you doing this? You know, like mm-hmm. watching the frequencies as, as they're lowering the bass and the mids and they're manipulating everything and, Watching the crowd and seeing when is when, when should flip it. You know, is this are they getting tired of this hard stuff already? Should I should I shift it a little bit? You know, and now have so, you done multi genre uh, shows like that before, where you have that in the program, or have your shows primarily been just all drum and bass before this? They've been primarily all drum and bass, but you know, we have some friends that play dubstep and stuff. So at some sure. of the deep in the jungle parties that I've thrown, mm-hmm. uh, I've had one, one other sound you know one dubstep dj this guy fixed i had him on before um and uh yeah just but not not, not as much as i should have you know but r- like i said right now i can see the shift and everything and I, uh, and i think that these kids i want to leave something positive behind i want to encourage something new to happen i want to base to keep going on i want these youngsters to carry it on and i don't like the separation uh because it's not good for business i agree we we tried you know, to do a multi genre night here, uh, pre COVID, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it it went okay. I think people were st- it, it was a new concept, so people were not sure what we were trying to do. So we'll probably try to do some of that again. But uh, yeah, yeah, we felt the same way uh, that you do about uh, trying to yeah have less separatism and get everybody yeah. under one roof. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got to get like the positive members of our of our of our scene together to make that happen. You know, like like all the members in my and my crew, we're all super positive about everything right now. You know, we're all about having good karma and just like you know put putting stuff out into the universe what we really want to do and 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 all the hard work that we put into MIA over the years. Like we see it right now, like flowering. You know. Now, That's how we see it. Now, with the new technology, especially now that people are more online, it is hard to get someone to listen to that demo, to listen to that, to you know, to your SoundCloud, because it's so saturated. So I wanted to yeah. talk to you about something you mentioned a moment ago, is that now uh, your approach to that has been a USB. So you just get a bunch of USB sticks and, and yeah. uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Just I just filled a USB up with a bunch of music for these guys, and I mean this is you know we used to carry records. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying like sixty pound record bag. You know like to go travel to another state to play. You know and now it's this. Or it I used got, to be got, like a mixtape or a mix <clears throat> CD that you could give it to that person and then yeah. they could immediately play it in their car. They, mm-hmm. That they you know they just met you or they just finished hearing you, and then yep. you know the hope is is that it stays in the car for you know <laughs> indefinitely. So I, 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 I really like that mixes. concept. I airdrop mixes. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll airdrop a mix to like you got an iPhone. Yeah, open your open your airdrop. Boom. That's a good idea. Go. 
There's a, there's a mix for you, little MP3, and it's not going anywhere. It's gonna be right there in their phone all the time. You know, they're, it's gonna eventually they're gonna hit it. You know, yeah. Like this, however, however you can get it, man. I, I get it. However I can, like I'm not like I have ten thousand dollars invested into it, and that's another thing too. These promoters out there, right? Mm-hmm. These promoters, they love, they love to, they love to, they love for you to come out. Hey, come out and play for us. We'll put you on a show. But here's the downside to that. For, for any DJs listening, yeah. the downside to that is this: the promoters don't have anything invested in you, so they are not gonna try and get their money. As if they had, if they were to buy your plane ticket, your hotel room, give you a deposit. Now they got a couple hundred bucks invested in you. They got to make that money back. Yeah. So be very careful, DJs, who you work with when you go out to fly. You fly yourself out and you put yourself up and you think you're going to have a good show. If they're not as invested, then you're not going to get as much of a return on it for yourself, is what you're saying. Exactly. So you got to be careful who you work with on that because that's been a big part of, I get a lot of, uh, Man, Fonz, man, hey, we want to bring you out, but, uh, you know, the budget, the, 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 is there any way, if you're ever going to be out here, can you, and like years ago, I would do that, you know, yeah. I but I, I figured this out a long time ago. It's like, okay, this guy doesn't have any money invested in me. Basically, he's expecting me to show up and whoever comes through, that's just whatever money, that's just money to, to make. You know, like I've been places where they, they made a flyer like the week before, like a week. Oh, like what kind of what kind yeah, of that's crowd not, are you that's not a lot of time to, to get over in a that. week? Yeah, you know, flyers should be out three weeks at least in German base. Three weeks before the event happens, if not more, and then before that flyer comes out, you should be hyping it up for two weeks before that with no lineup. Yeah, just saying, yo, I'm throwing a party this day. It's German base. Need to be here. Who's on the left? to be announced some people like they, they get i don't want to bug people I, I i don't want people on my feed to be bugged by me by all this you know what oh. your job as a promoter <laughs> is to bug them yeah. you know that's yeah, your job exactly. dude. Like, if you're a dj and you want to get your name out there your job is to bug people put every day if anybody out there pays attention to my facebook and stuff i'm on it every day sharing my same mixes the songs that i make the fact that I have a USB coming out, uh, the shows that I got coming up, and I'll, I'll promote that I'm going to use the bathroom somewhere. I mean, I don't care. I'm <laughs> promoting it. You know, I'm telling you. I think I've out, seen that know? post. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so talk to us about the USB that you have coming out. So the USB I got is going to be entitled The Yards. And it's, uh, it's, it's, to me, it means two things. So, so I grew up in an area called Back of the Yards in Chicago, um, where it was, it was the meat processing district okay so on one side of the street called ashland it's a busy street called ashland Mm -hmm. once you cross that street to the east um there you would find uh butchers and uh, meat processing plants and those have been there since i mean since the al capone days they've been there forever yeah um so the so the area is called back of the yards because that was that's what that area is called the, the yards uh the stockyards okay so the area that i grew up in was called back of the yards um, so I'm really proud of the fact that I made it out of back of the yards because not of people don't make it out of there. Um, just background on me, you know, I had, I grew up with a group of friends 
from there, and maybe there's five of us left. Sorry if I'm going back to school with this one, but isn't uh, Upton Sinclair's The Jungle about the Chicago meatpacking industry? It, it might be. From back in the day, yeah. It's yeah. a very historic district, yeah. It is, it is. It is, is. like saying. my father grew up around her. He said that he would go back there. And they had, they would have, I mean, sheep, goats, uh, cow, like just everywhere. Like big giant uh, pens full of them. You know, and, and they would go out there as kids, ride their bikes through there and like, you know, throw rocks at someone and scare them like, and have them <laughs> stampede to one area, you know. And yeah. You probably couldn't do that now. But no, like probably not. But back in the 60s or whatever that was, I'm sure that was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. hit that cow. <laughs> yeah. But now, like, not, not so much, you know. But um, How can someone get one of these USBs that you're putting out? Um, do we need to go to your website? Is it, uh, can you buy it on Beatport or? Um... So that's the thing. These so what we're doing in the drum and bass scene, I'm not really seeing it too much in other scenes, but mm -hmm. uh, in the drum and bass scene, primarily like a lot of guys from England, what they're doing is they're not making any, we don't, so our listens aren't, our stream numbers are not like techno or house. Right? Okay. We don't just have legions of people just clicking it out and just leaving it playing, you know, you're getting streams, you're getting downloads. So and then when you release a song through a label, you're still not making music. You're not making money like how you should as an I artist, see. right? And 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 the thing that some people need to understand too, with an artist, like some people are, they hate talking about money. You know, it's oh, it's a business. I do. It, how could it is you a not? Business because here's the reality of it: you cannot be an artist without being funded. Correct. Okay. You know, I can't buy plugins off of props. Right. You know, like I need money. Like, yeah, you know, I need. Yeah, I need to get paid. So basically, I'm taking a page from the UK guys where they're they're bypassing the um, the record labels. Yeah, and where you got to wait for your check if you even get one. Right. You know, you might get two, three bucks. You know, and hundred chump change basically. Well, so, and some what some of my other guests have been telling me, waiting for your release to even be released. You yeah, know, sometimes some of, some you put it out. Yeah, sometimes guys are waiting they, for like about a year for it to come out. And that's like that's some real, like UK jungle stuff, man. Drum and bass business. Yeah. I don't know why they do it. Mm -hmm. I have no idea why they do it. To this day, they do it. Back in the day, they had an excuse because they had to press the record. Sure. There is no excuse now. You can upload it whenever they feel like from their phone. Yeah. They can see, boom, 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 Dropbox, and done. But I've been hearing that a lot. Like you know, you you send these guys your tune. When's it coming out? I got you know Dan, my friend Dan the Wild Child. You mm -hmm. know, he, same thing. He's been sends music out and like, well, I'm supposed to have a release on this label, but you know it's not out yet. I don't. I don't know when is it coming out? Oh, he said like uh, next month or two months or three months. He's like, I don't know. And, and in my head, I'm just like, I have, I yeah, that's like, hard to work with. Yeah, it's like why, why hold on? What are you doing? Like put it out because what's going to happen is you're gonna it's gonna get dated. Yeah, human bass progresses so fast. You know, you could have a tune hold up. The sound could change in a year. Yeah, that's very true. You know, it could literally change in a year. And like, oh, that's that's some twenty twenty one stuff, right? You know, we're on we're on this twenty twenty two, like, dude. So yeah, I don't I get, get that. that. But yeah, yeah. So that's why what what what, what a lot of drum and bass guys are doing is we're just putting we're gonna get custom made USBs. Mine's gonna be real nice, custom made USB. It's gonna have the yards on it, like a logo on it and stuff. Cool. And and on the USB, you're gonna have ten jump up tunes, like Dan, 
dance floor, I call more dance floor, like, you know, jump mm-hmm. up. Some of them are like straight jump up, but some of them are more like roller, like dance floor tunes. Um, okay. So I'm going to have 10 of those. And then I'm going to have a, a bonus, like a dubstep track and a bonus, like liquid drum and bass tune that actually my, I, my father is a guitar player. Oh, and okay. He played, the, he played guitar on a song. Uh, so it's really, it's a really deep tune. Um, and then, uh, I have a couple of guests. I'm going to have a dire MC from LA. Okay. She's going to be a um, vocalist on one of my songs, the user. Mm-hmm. Um, we're making a song together. It's just, it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool concept. It's just like about users, you know, guys that use girls, girls that use guys. We're, we're putting the player head on and we wrote some pretty cool lyrics. And it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool song. It's like, you know, it's about, when you go out to clubs and you meet that person that's just too smooth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that girl that's just too secretive. She's just like, you know, just gives you a little bit. You know, that guy that just got so much I'm gonna tell you everything which everything you wanna hear, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. You know, and you and it, you're gonna take it in and you're like, This guy something's different here. He's mm. a he's a user. You know, he's gonna the last line of the track is like, I want everything but the ring. Gotcha. Oh, so it's a pretty cool song. It's going to be a club banger. People are going to, it's going to, it's, 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 it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to that. That's also going to be on the USB. So uh, there's going to be a couple of songs. Uh, there's another song that I, I got a vocal on it as well. Like it's, yeah, it's going to be mostly drum and bass uh, with no vocals, but there's going to be two, like, song songs where. How can somebody get stuff. one of these USBs? Do you have a website? Just they got to follow me on my social media. Um, all that's going to be arranged. Um, okay. That's basically how it works. They just get it through us, through us directly. You know, I, it's, there's, you just contact me on my, on my social media, backslash Alphonse de la Mota, and, um, hit me up. And, yeah, it's like, it's a, tw- it's 20 bucks, uh, plus shipping and handling. And then I just send you a USB. Okay, and you're on you're on Facebook. Are you on? Uh, I'm on everything. Yeah, Facebook, on all of them. Mainly Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Okay. Those three I'm on, you know for sure. Okay. Uh, Twitch. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm on everything. I'm on everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. That's good to know. Uh, well, we are getting t- towards the end of the hour here. Is there is there any other shout outs that you want to give? Um. Yeah, man. I. I want to give a shout out to all the all the kids out there, all the youth, all the young people that are that are giving our giving this music a chance. You know, I, I get that in the pandemic. You know, everyone had a real difficult time. You know, um, and everyone was really going through their playlists, and you, maybe you exhausted your your dubstep channels and your trap channels and your house and techno channels, and come across this thing called drum and bass. Um, I just want to like say props to you kids for for discovering it because you you fell into a culture. So dig deep. Yeah. It's not surface. It's not just surface. And you got guys like me, people uh-huh. like Kathy out there who've been doing this for a real long time. And, yeah. And we do this because we love it. We don't make any. There's there's really no money in this <laughs> right now. No. But we we love it so much that you know we absolutely take it upon ourselves to to push it and. Uh, I just want to really encourage any any youth out there to really dig deep. Don't just listen to what's on Beatport. You know, ask ask someone who you think is older and get some advice on what 
you know, what tunes, like, what tunes did I miss? You know, like, let me give you a little list of tunes that you missed, you know? Like, look into DJ SS, you know, look into Congo Nadi, you know, look into all these these old, uh, older labels and uh, artists, you know, it's it's definitely worth it. And also to the OGs, you gotta be more welcoming to these kids. You know, keep your mouth, keep your, keep your negative shit to yourself, because, uh, it does nothing for anybody. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to hear negative stuff. That's over. Agreed. You know, let's, let's let's move in. Let's move into a new new era. A new era, man. Like what's up? Like why are we you know, like, like we hating is so easy. Or, or no, actually hating is hard. For me to, for me to actively hate you and not like you right. and and that's harder. Yeah. It for takes me to effort. accept you. Yeah, for me to accept you as you are and for me to appreciate you as a person it's easier you know and i find that more uh it's, it's an easier way to live you know I, I i'm happy you know i'm a happy person you know it's just like that's that's the era i'm in and i think and, and people know who i am the people who know who i am know that i'm not like some happy-go-lucky kid from the suburbs with an easy life, you know, I've, I've, yeah. I've struggled and stuff, you know, and, and, and for me to be happy with where I'm at and happy with what's going on and, you know, there's no reason for anyone else not to be because, I, you know, I'm just like, I got a family, I got a house, I got a job, I got life, you I got bet. music, I got everything, just like you guys, just like everybody, we all have the same thing, all got issues, we all got pressure, you know, we're all facing demons right now. It's 2022, sure. coming out of the pandemic, really discovering who we were. Sure. You know, sitting in a room with your thoughts for all the times. You're discovering who you are, you know, and, you know, figure it out and just be happy. All you, all the OGs out there need to just be positive with these kids. If we want our music to progress and, you know, if you want to be, if you want to take your kids to a joint bass rave when they're 21. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to do that, you know, like. And you can't do that if you're telling these, if you're being negative with these kids. So big ups to the youth and to the OGs, you know, all that respect that we talk needs to, needs to actually happen. I love these it. kids, these kids are, they're the future, man. You know, they're, you can't carry it on 50 year old, 60 year old people. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know, like show these 21 year old kids how to jam, you know, show them what's up. Otherwise, it's going to get lost. Yeah, agree. You know, it's going to be small, just like it is right now. It's, it's going to be forever small. You know, we can't have that. It's, that's it. Right now is the time the kids are getting into it by themselves. So let's encourage them. Let's produce some music for them to listen to. Let's give them some DJ mixes. Let's produce some events. Let's do it already. Let's, it's, right now is the time. I love it. Now is the time. Yes. Well, Alphonse, thank you so much for joining us uh, here today. And uh, you've been listening to The Blend. Big up. You have just listened to the Blend Lowing Terry Mix Series interviews with the Reverend Kathy Russell. 